Scooby-Doo Study Group, the podcast for current Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And today we are joined by a very special guest. It's Mia Rosella. It's drunk Mia. Yay. That's how she wished to introduce herself. This is how I wish currently to introduce myself. That's how may she regret did. it later. <laughs> Don't That's you dare. That's a future problem. Yeah. That's a future it's problem. Future mm-hmm. Mia's she thought problem. That, yeah, she thought she was on Beer Bad episode, but instead we're on Ozbad Everyone's Sad. Ozbad Everyone's Sad hashtag. Ozbad Everyone's Sad. The hashtags hashtag. go at the end. We Ooh. can sprinkle them. We can sprinkle yeah. them. Uh, in case you were wondering what episode we're talking about, this is episode six of season four, Wild at Heart. It is an Oz-heavy episode. It's also a heavy-hearted episode. Mm. So get ready for some deep conversations because we are heading into the library. All right, this is your first time in uh, the Sunnydale, uh, UC Sunnydale Library. Is it though? Oh, the UC one. Yeah, we're in, the, you were we're at in the, that you library were at Sunnydale now. I was in the high time. school one, yeah. yeah it no you, longer exists. It's gone now. It was exploded. Who exploded it? Giles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It Spoiler was, yeah. alert for something you've already seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, he took some dynamite. Uh, some TNT and TNT but no, TNT. it was Giles. Well, the then it was because of them. I'm sorry. Go ahead and sing. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! Yeah, keep going. No, you're good. <laughs> we need to hear it. <laughs> um, Mommy explode. Yeah, there it is. ACDC. So, quick recap. Uh, so <laughs> Forever. far, we've quoted ACDC, and uh, we've uh, highlighted the fact that Giles had destroyed one of his favorite places in the world, the high school library. And that brings us to today's episode, except it doesn't really. No, there's like a lot <laughs> that happened so in between. so much going on, and there's so much going on in this episode. And if you're like, I am overwhelmed. I'm howling at the moon over like, how overwhelmed I am. Like, whelmed, and I'm over it. it, it mm-hmm. As if you were, you were having a Wilhelm scream, one could say. Well, do not fret. Do you do this every time? This one has been, that was three puns in a that row. That was a lot. That was a lot of, and fret, I'm pretty proud of I that one. I feel like it was, was over, it was above par. Well, no, it's pretty common. It was par? Yeah. I mean, it was great. Okay, well, we can talk about this Duran Duran Chris's Now he's Graham over. Now he's over. session, where he's going to give you this week's episode in five easy, heartbreaking sentences. So, Chris, take it away. Willow's feeling a little stressed because she notices that Oz is noticing the singer of a band and is hanging out with her and going to see her set and even guesting in her band at times. And there's something funny going on. One. It's discovered that there is a werewolf in the town and Oz can sense that it's Veruca, the singer of this band, they end up turning into werewolves together and having sex in the middle of the forest. Two, very efficient. Buffy is on the case because Professor Walsh was almost attacked by the werewolves, and so they are trying to figure it out and get to the bottom of it while Oz is trying to cover up the fact that he's having this love affair in werewolf form, and all of his interactions with Willow are very distant and sad, so he brings Veruca to his tiny little underground cage, and he locks her in there before the full moon starts, where she's trying to tempt him to embrace the beast and to allow themselves to kill and be horrible, but they are caged in, and they end up having sex again in a cage as werewolves. Three. They wake up and Willow comes in and it's very heartbreaking and sad where Willow runs off and then 
at some point, they turn back into werewolves, and Veruca chases and tries to kill Willow while Buffy and Oz try to stop them, but then Oz turns into a werewolf, and then Oz protects Willow and kills Veruca, and Buffy shoots Oz with a tranquilizer dart, and then... Am I on the last one? Uh, you've got one more. Oh, yeah. Tranquilizer dart. Four. <laughs> Oz... Feeling deep shame for his past actions, decides he needs to split town and figure out how to get the wolf out of control, and packs up his van and leaves Sunnydale and Willow behind. That's five. That's, that's right. it. Yep, yeah, that's it. You that's did it. The you episode. Good job. Thank you. If I forgot anything, oops. <laughs> I think it's pretty much no, just it. focused on like this one doesn't really have B plots. It's not real B plot. No, nope. yeah. it's pretty straight. It's pretty dedicated. Yeah, Alexander has a scene where Willow's just trying to get advice, and it's just kind of like there's one Xander scene, and Buffy's only kind of there to track the danger. Buffy's like a just like a strictly Buffy role, mm-hmm. or like a Slayer role, not like an actual Buffy role. She's kind of like an angel in this episode. Ooh. Where she's just kind of tracking what's the problem. Right, right. And she has sex with herself and... And she has sex with herself. And evil yeah. and has sex yeah. to hell. Right. Yeah. But, um... Roof stew. Yeah, but mostly this one... This one's a big old bummer. <laughs> really quickly, uh, before we get into the bummer qualities and then talk about our personal bummer qualities... Mm-hmm. Oh, we um, talk about your personal, like, inner personality bummer qualities? No. We're, oh, sad. no, I suppose not. But in our in our uh, life stories, mm-hmm. the bummer qualities of mm, our life stories. A little bit better. Um, I just want to say really quickly, CGI werewolves, not as good as practical werewolves. Whenever I'm watching a movie with werewolves or a TV show with werewolves and it's just a CGI werewolf, I'm like, I'll take the person in the weird suit Examples. any day. Except, Examples. I think except in Underworld, which I think those are the best werewolves ever. Really? You don't like him more than Oz? Oz, he looks like a he looks like he's a like mm-hmm. a like a like some kind of I don't know ape like a werewolf. Yeah, he actually kind of looks like an like a like a wolfy ape. Yeah, he's like a, he like a of the he apes. looks like a demon yeah. planet of the apey ape. They're werewolves, yeah, not just wolves, guys. <laughs> what you're thinking of are giant wolves. You're thinking of just big wolves. They're but that's not werewolves, what werewolves are. not swearwolves. <laughs> Well, he doesn't really have like a wolf snout. He just kind of has like a flat demonic face and a big a hairy wolf, body. He's a, he's a wolf being. man. Yeah, yeah, he's a wolf man. I was just listening to Ooh, this thrilling man. adventure hour in the car that was about a wolf man who was like hunting down a wolf, like a werewolf murderer, and it turned out to be a wolf horse. And oh, so they talked about how it's like, you know, sense. it just like is the form of what it is. But right. Like, it's of just course. a wolfy version of like a horse can i pitch to you guys man wolf which Mm -hmm. is a werewolf which is a wolf that was bitten by a man and gets turned into a half man half wolf during uh a new moon well it's like it's glass half full or glass half wolf (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that movie poster will get made (laughs) um so yeah I like it. I stand Forever. by it. I stand by it. I prefer someone in a costume playing a werewolf versus like a Jacob situation. I mean, I definitely Jacob. I don't even know what he looks like because I try to avoid. Not a Taylor Lautner fan. Mm, I mean, I'm into Shark Boy and Love Shark Boy. That's a good one. 
Huge. I'm, with you I'm more of a lava girl, but I love oh, yeah, Shark yeah. Boy. I'm as more well. of a lava girl, but I'll tolerate a Shark Boy. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. two, two powers here. One has the power of hot lava. Great. I feel like most of us imagine that as kids, of like mm-hmm. being able to control magma. Yeah. And what's the other one? He's sort of a Shark Boy. He's not even sort of a shark. He's sort of a Shark Boy. Oh, yeah. Sharks are pretty oh, yeah. cool, but they wouldn't have to chance swimming in lava. Like, that's Plus, how does he bad. breathe? With his, his mouth lungs? and his gills. He's yeah. amphibious. Does he have gills? I don't really remember, but I did watch it. <laughs> Look, Great. guys, I'm going to moderate the podcast. Let's get back on track. Oh, nice. Awesome. Wow, very nice. Good. I'm the host. Nonetheless, CGI werewolves. Underworld Ooh. 1. Underworld 1. You don't like them in Underworld 1? I fall asleep during the Underworld movies. Really? Every time. We took one step towards back on track, but we got like one half more We're step still on the topic of werewolves. I want to laugh and chuckle before you're we get into this. Yeah, and also this is going to be the last time we get to talk about werewolves for a you while. You really have been waiting to talk about Underworld, I think. Well, werewolves are an interesting thing because yeah. they're so hilarious and like in terms of like the mythology of vampires and demons and all that kind of lore, it's yes. kind of like werewolves. You got to do them. And mm-hmm. I think Oz as the friendly werewolf, and that the show Buffy has Oz as someone who's part of the gang, and that werewolf isn't used as like, oh, we have to fight and kill a werewolf. It's a oh, our friend who is yeah, good he's like their gateway, fights. Yeah, like friendly demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just take a few. 10 minutes. Well, a few 10 minutes, like the rest of the podcast? To just appreciate Oz as a character Mm -hmm. in terms of the environment and the ecosystem of the show. Yeah. Um, He was this cool guy that was so calm and chill, and you found out that he was a werewolf. Uh, Or that he became a werewolf. Because his little cousin bit him. And for me, Oz is my favorite werewolf character mm-hmm. not specifically the wolfy part but spe- but like when someone is a when werewolf. he's like a human exactly like, yeah. so, like including like american werewolf in london all this stuff like yeah, he's a really to good me werewolf. like the guy who is a werewolf because like lots of times it's treated as like this um explanation of other human activity or behavior and we have to turn it into something which is i understand the process behind that i understand like being like vampires or like sex addicts or whatever of like you know being human and stuff like that chill awesome that sounds fun. But I also love it just being true. Yeah. Of it just being, but he's just a werewolf. It's like, because he can't control his anger? Nope. Just a werewolf. Yeah. You know, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, what are you trying to say with it? I'm trying to say that there are werewolves. And yeah. I- <laughs> yeah, and that it's like, Oz is a calm and kind guy, and that his wolf side is just so fully opposite of what he is. Yeah, and I think that Oz... It's sad to see Oz go. It feels like this was definitely a writing Seth Green out of the series. What was he going to as an actor? Do you remember? Austin Powers? I don't know. That's probably what Bigger it was. and better things. Robot Chicken? Robot I I think just he he was leaving to go become Seth Green. Uh, and you have to break away from Bruce. Becoming right? Seth yeah. Green, the hit documentary. <laughs> becoming Seth Green. Being John Malkovich and becoming and Seth, Seth Green. And it's all Seth Green. Seth Green, Seth Green, Seth Green. Seth Green, Seth Green. Seth Green. So he he's as far as we know from this episode, he's out of the picture. And I think he left on fond terms. I think that he was just like, I don't want to be on the show anymore. And he was a side character anyways. So I, it wasn't yeah. like a huge, like... He made a huge contribution. I mean, he gets a month in our lives, Oztober. 
I know, and month. he still will. It's a month. Yeah, and Oz will continue for till the end of time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Until until a race opens a calendar and goes, this is irrelevant. We will always have Oztober. <laughs> Yes. Um, and speaking of Seth Green, you mm-hmm. bumped into him at Comic-Con. Is that not correct? Were you not there? I was there. That's I saw it happen. Uh, you want to tell the story? We remember it. I don't need to recount it. Um, I don't remember it. <laughs> no. I you weren't there. You weren't there. I just expected listeners to read our minds. What would you say to him? Um, it, we were at the Geek and Sundry Nerdist Party. Okay. And... We were kind of hanging out, and I, I feel like I was trying to get to someone else. Like, I was trying to go say hi to someone either that I knew or it's they Kamel. were. Oh, it was Kamel. Oh, it Kamel. We're like, ah, oh, Kamel. Um, we're going to say hi to him, and I didn't even notice Seth Green was there. And then I kind of got, like, stuck in the crowd, and then Seth Green was, like, trying to get somewhere, and he kind of got stuck in the crowd. And, you know, like, when you're that awkward, like, you both have just gotten stuck somewhere, and you're just near a person, and you introduce mm-hmm yourself to them that's what happened he was like hi i'm seth green i'm like hi i like your work i'm mia um we were just awkwardly like he was waiting for his party and i was waiting for my part for my party and we got stuck and he was very nice now i don't know if this is rude but you guys were the same height right uh, Possibly, right? yeah. Were you guys like when you were talking like it was like that you were i'm sure you uh, yeah oh i thought you meant me no no no. I, I was it like, seemed I think like it, maybe but I'm a little. Like, I feel like you guys are exactly like when I turned around. Probably, I'm sure he's taller exactly than me. The same I'm sure he was taller than me. He's larger than life. I think you're tall. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, you stop that sentence. <laughs> he's larger. I think you're than taller than you life. think you are. It's possible. Um. So anyway, there's Seth Green so in so, the yeah. episode. Yeah. Where do we need to say more about him in real life? Well, uh, yeah, that was the whole story. I, I, I think had. what we were addressing, we were addressing. You know, he left on on uh, on fair terms a lot of times when a character is written off a tv show it's for pretty terrible reasons because why wouldn't you want to stick on a fun tv show right um but he definitely was uh he's a great actor he's mm-hmm. a really great actor he has these yeah. roles i i mean i'm gonna throw like i would put to you his performance in josie and the pussycats so great it's incredible and if you and if for some reason you haven't seen josie and the pussycats or you haven't seen it in a while please find a copy it's Do incredible on netflix I don't think Josie and Pussycats is on Netflix, so I feel like we'd be watching it right now. Yeah, the Mosh Potato, the, my, my band, the Mosh Potatoes, used to cover three small words. It's a three, three small words. We're way too late. You for all you love, come on. Oh, you went right for that. Yeah. That's yeah. all I had to Oh, you started it. Oh, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I, 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 I skipped like, I skipped the chorus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're giving him a sample. So because I think it's um, I think it's Mel. Is it Mel that goes down too when she's singing? Hmm? Way too late. Like someone goes down low. What a great episode of Riverdale that was. Yeah. (laughs) Are they in the Riverdale show? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you haven't watched Riverdale? Is it great? It's so great. I feel like I love it. It's like an art. It's like young Archie and love. It's. I guess it's accurate Archie, right? We just call it sexy murder Archie. Sexy murder Archie. Twin Peaks, but with Archie characters. It's it's edgy Archie. I gotta get in. Betty you and Veronica in. both in it. Oh, yes, they're, they're in both. It. They're in it to win. They're it. both oh in it to God. win. It. I, gotta I see just looked up this one video of Veronica dancing the other day, and I like played it at a party. I was like, we're all watching this. <laughs> Jug's in it. Jelly Bean and is featured is in conversation. And Josie uh, and the Pussycats are in it. And, and they're great it's characters. Really they're good. All Damn, really that sounds amazing. Two so out glad of the we three could, of them. I could join you for this Riverdale rewatch podcast. So, I'm in. Let's start one. But you should. You we could also like follow it. along in the comics. 
Yeah. The comics is sure. what the show's based off. The new edgy the comics. The showrunner is actually... Oh, the new uh, edgy comics. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just There's remember like the old adults. fun ones where Archie was like, who there, am I going to pick? There was like oh, a new... He doesn't have a choice anymore. There uh, was a new <laughs> reboot like comic. Who do I choose between Betty, Veronica, or my music? <laughs> <laughs> That's Urban um, So, uh... To Oz. So it's now really let's, let's we love Seth so much. Um, and stepping back, great actor, amazing performer, has crafted characters that are, are very uh, uh, iconic. I would say in in I would in a very underrated fashion. Seth Green, all great, these characters. Wonderful, we love him. Oz, let's talk about best. Oz. Oz let's talk about is Oz. Great. But in this episode, Oz the Boz. Let's. But in this episode, Oz is an Oz. Kind of terrible. It's the saddest Sad. end for Oz. It's like it's real sad. Oz and Willow, which was always just kind of a guiding light in the darkness of all these traumatic oh, relationships. Yeah. Like the worst, the time that Oz is ever first given, because he's a character that never really puts out a bad cause. It's like all of them have conflict that they enact throughout the show. You could say Giles is generally pretty positive in his actions. He's a, he's a lawful good. Yes, Right. Yes. Willow also, I would say. But at least with Giles, we get the Ripper backstory stuff yeah. that does infect. So, you know, there's a little bit of, it's not perfect. With right. Like, yeah. Oz's ending is very sad. But they made it work, like, for Willow's arc later. Mm-hmm. Made, they, like, justified it. But just at the moment, it's really sad in this episode. Yeah. It's, it, it's sad how it how a character who's generally so comedic and happy and positive maybe not happy because he's just well he's always just kind of silly stoic stoic and silly at the same time but i do like love willow's arc after like it almost needs to happen this way but i I won't won't spoil (laughs) joke me i'm saying i love her well i wasn't gonna say anything i love her arc after and they make it work it was the necessary move it's like it has to be this way but it just it's sad at the time it sucks it's Sucks. Well, because you feel the pain that she's feeling too. And we've yeah. seen this show, yeah, be, you totally. know, between the three of us, at least forty-nine times in its completion. Yeah, but uh, it's—I remember first watching it. I remember first watching it, and I don't remember where, where this episode takes place on the disc in terms of the DVD. Where yeah. it's, you know, because usually DVDs come with about four episodes. Yeah, but for some reason, whether the the next episodes were scratched. Or uh, this was the end of the four little, you know, the, the little quadrant you get yeah, on the DVD. Yeah. It broke me. And I was staying up late. I've talked about my, my favorite DVD player a lot on this podcast. Yeah. My little dinky portable DVD player, which what is the only way I can watch DVDs. DVD player. I didn't, I didn't need to When people have favorite possessions, they name them. It's, well, that's the name it came with, and I didn't feel the need to change it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to confuse it. I didn't want to confuse it. It answered to it. Uh, the the old DVD player that I used to put a bag of frozen peas on to keep the battery pack cold because it would overheat and then it would shut down. I got to this episode and I couldn't watch the rest of the episodes for whatever reason, and it I I had to go to sleep with this, and I had I didn't know how to handle. It, it felt to me like a real breakup. Like yeah. I was involved. Yeah, it really feels sad. Like lots of times when your friends break up, you're sorry for them, but for some reason this one in this show in this episode hit me like it was part of, like, I was Willow. Yeah, yeah you identify with Willow pretty hard and 
which never happens. Yeah. It never happens mm-hmm. to me in any other TV show. When characters in Lost died, I was just like, sucks to be them, boy. Like, I, <laughs> I did not. Yeah, I remember when you said those exact words. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you're like, uh, ding, 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 ding. When that guy from Vampire like Diaries. You, you took your glass like, and you're uh, like, some words, some words. Sucks to be them, boy. Remember that, Chris? Yeah, I do. I do. It was Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in this, and it's also a little sudden, like when you're watching it, when you're watching the series, it's like the chaos between Angel and Buffy was always present. Cordy and Xander was never really going to work. And I think that Oz and Willow, you just always kind of believed in. And then within one episode, because it was like the last episode was what? Beer bad. Yes. And like you see that he's noticing Veruca, but it's kind of casual. But it's like in the fourth episode, there's a seed of Oz being afraid of the wolf taking over him. Mm -hmm. But then it's boom, one episode, bam, he cheats on Willow, breaks her heart, leaves town. And yeah, like, it's the Ruka stuff is rough. Here's what's yeah. crazy. It's really not it's paced not... in a way that you accept it. Yeah. Oz, in fear itself, was so afraid of the wolf part taking over so that he would hurt people. That was his fear. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be true, but not in the way you expect. That's what I think is so Ooh. well written about this arc. It's Ooh. well written and just, it sucks. Like, <laughs> it just yes. likes yeah. to hurt us. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's not paced in a nice way. No, because mm. also it's not something that we can deal with and exit out of slowly and get like the, you know, some goodbye music. We never no, thought it would come. It just happens and he I realizes. That's why you identify with Willow like so much when you watch it because you're like, what the yeah. fuck? Mm. It's out of all Explicit the. Explicit rating. I mean, to, to talk about like, uh, uh, if you haven't seen Lost, <laughs> I feel like this won't ruin anything because I don't think this played a huge role in the plot. But like um, uh, uh, our favorite Hobbit uh, in in Lost died. Don Monaghan. Don oh, Charlie. That's Charlie. He died. Do you remember the episode? Great death. And it was a really good death. But it was one that I watched, and I was like, "Hoof, okay, the character's gone." It didn't feel to me like I was my heart was pulled out Indiana Jones two style. This right. one feels that way. Yeah. And I think it's because it's not a character sacrificing themselves. It's not one of these things of just like, I have to do it for the greater good or whatever. And you're like, within the context of the show, sure, this has to happen. It's a, it's, I feel like while the Veruca stuff happens and it's more plotty, the choice Oz makes is a character choice. Mm-hmm. And it's the result of his actions that he feels he personally needs to hold himself accountable to. That's Which what I appreciate that's what about him. the knife for me. Yeah. Is that it's something that he could say, no, let's work through it. But it's these principles that Oz have. It's the things that we love about Oz is why he has to leave the show. Yeah. Yeah. Look, guys, this is my life right now. I get emails that are a forward of a forward of the subject line looking for sand animators. <laughs> do you want to? Okay. We were talking about Oz. We had a really deep discussion. But since Look, you brought you this up, do you want to explain? Drunk me. No, I don't want to explain. I think it's oh, funnier no. out of context. It's, okay, yeah. That is funny out of context. Yeah. It's just don't so tell them about the Viacom. Sand it's animators. too long. No, it's not oh, even you that. You teased it just now, though. It's literally not even related to that. <laughs> For the extra credit. Now, this is. <laughs> That's it's amazing, just though. Forward forward I mean, people need to know how to animate sand. For your homework assignment, really quickly. I'm just going to throw it out there. We usually do this at the end, but. 
what do you, what do you think is happening? <laughs> is your homework assignment? Please feel free to tweet your what do you think are happening at SSG Podcast this isn't on Twitter. This is to my business email. This is to my personal. Right. Email. Yes. Uh, whatever you think is happening right now, please uh, tweet them at SSG Podcast or post them on our Facebook group, Sunnydale Study Group. Uh, and uh, we'll read them out loud next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad I could contribute. Let's yeah. talk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, let's transition out of Oz's bad decisions over to the character of Veruca. Yes, let's. And I'm going to say one thought before I forget it, and I won't get into it too much. But the idea is, I think that this episode and the next episode are very interesting. Because I feel like this episode is, especially with Oz leaving, is a large goodbye to what the series has been yes, up to this point. I agree. That's I agree. And that the next episode, and we'll get into this when you listen to it next week, but the next episode is the, and this is what the show is now. Yes. And, does, and we haven't quite yeah. made that and switch And does yet. the tonal shift feel like you are a vampire getting tased in the chest? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into that next week. Um, Veruca. But for now, let's talk Wait, about... can I say one thing about Veruca? Yeah. You many can say many things, things yeah, about Veruca. Yeah, we're on, We've opened the chapter of we're Veruca. We're on Veruca now. Isn't it crazy how she was, like, so spoiled and she, like, really wanted a no, golden goose? No, that's the wrong Veruca. No. To answer your question... I'm sorry, I'm going to... Incinerator? No. Then no. Then no. And she deserved <laughs> to burn. <laughs> she deserved She was a bad burn. egg. I have a little bit of a theory about Willy Wonka. <laughs> I knew you were going to regret saying, you can say as many things as you want. I was like, oh, no, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Here's my thing about the salt and the greater children (laughs) of Willy Wonka. Yeah. Just let him. Let him be punished. You know this thing of like, we're going to stretch out. We're going to stretch out Mike TV. Don't. Just don't. That's a lot of resources. Honestly, we don't like him. And I know that you might be thinking right now, oh, wow, that's abuse to children. And you're technically correct in the fictional sense. Sure. The best I'm a, kind of I'm correct. Agreeing, I'm, I'm in the Willy Wonka sense agreeing to abusing these children, like having one kid nearly suffocate in chocolate, have another be turned into a tiny child in a TV set. And or another, a giant blueberry. Or a giant blueberry that's going to get squeezed later. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. These, these kids... Just, they had it coming. In mean children. Sense. They had it coming. And I don't see them getting better. What do you think the deal is with Roald Dahl and his <laughs> he hates kids. torture of children? He hates mischievous kids. He's British. He hates mischievous kids. But Watching he like... Floyd music video. But he like all of his... torture them. I would say that there is a consistent scene in Roald Dahl fiction about children like being hunted witches? and murdered. Yes, the witches. Where well, it's just like, that girl is bad. You live in a painting now for the rest of your life. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, that painting part. I is was scary. mortified of the yeah. witches in second grade. Really our teacher scary. read us the witches, and I was so afraid of it that I started being afraid of old ladies. <laughs> I started being afraid of people wearing gloves. Yeah, these are evolutionary skills. This that is you spiraling out of <laughs> symbolism. Well, because if they have gloves on, it means that they had their witch claws oh, and underneath. And they could smell you. Oh. Like, did you not want to shower? And because, then one time you met Angelica you, Houston. I don't remember my showering habits as a youth. Because I remember book, yours. You lived in a basement and you used a sponge and you watched Buffy. You've talked about it many times on this no, podcast. No, look, Chris was the heiress to the salt and nut fortune. His, he went to the chocolate factory because his dad bought so many chocolate bars and he went to the batik machine. Um, I think that... So Veruca. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was not a witch, but a werewolf. I, I have a feeling Veruca as a child was not like Veruca salt. I have a feeling yeah. that Veruca was quiet and then came into... 
This werewolf stuff is very much... We're talking about more than just human beings that turn into half-wolves, half-humans during the full moon. I think that this episode touches on um, a really crazy, interesting story that I personally didn't experience, but I saw a lot of my friends kind of go through, which was a sexual awakening in college. Yeah. They've just got into college, and when, I, know that, I know that we've stayed in Sunnydale. I know that we're while we're in a different library, we're still in Sunnydale, but we're in a different library. And we're in a, we're in a different library in our lives. And I, I feel like this happens to Oz, and it happens to, Ver, I would venture to say, Veruca, which sucks that she got killed. But I feel like Roald Dahl would be su- super into that choice. And but, she was also pro the murder of innocence. She was. And she was going to kill Willow. Yeah. Can I, t- can I talk about um, my sexual awakening in college? Yeah, absolutely. When I turned That's what we're here for. to a giant blueberry... And I got rolled out and squeezed. By no, the I changed my mind. You can't. I'm sorry, you can't. Because <laughs> also, I went to college with you, and that didn't happen. That's your knowledge. I thought you were about to not say that, but then you did. <laughs> I was like already laughing when I was thought of it from the corner. Um, but I thought you were going to talk about the braiding the hair story. What? Isn't there a braiding the hair no, story? No, I don't know what this is. Mm. I feel like I remember braiding the hair story. I have literally no idea what I that is. I think you're is. thinking about um, one of the Starks. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking about the Starks. <laughs> you remember one of the Starks. Yeah. For um, <laughs> them. This is a story of, of, of change, of, of metamorphosis, even though we only get it in two to three episodes, mm-hmm. max, um, where Oz is a character that doesn't change. Yeah. It, from when we meet him, I think also inherently as a werewolf, the change is just there and it's baked into the character. I want to ask you guys, what was your, and be let's, what I love about this podcast is that we're unabashedly honest and even if we're not uh, chemically <laughs> inebriated. I'm being so honest about this. In the moment. Sorry. Uh, we are very open about it. And this is something yeah. I love about this podcast. And this is something I love also about Buffy fans and the Buffy community is that people oftentimes, like you'll see people at conventions, in general, people are very close closed off about their own personal struggles and then at a, and anytime Buffy comes up they'll step to the mic hello um hi I'm Janet 34 I suffer from depression you wouldn't normally get that from Janet no you wouldn't normally get that from Janet but in the Buffy community you get that so I want to ask you guys what was your sort of wolfing out in college what do you feel was like your you you left your town or you went to college or you you entered your 20s or you're approaching your 20s and you wolfed out and it might be something you regret in the same way that Oz kind of regrets sort of... Oh, I've got one. Go ahead. So I had a... It was kind of right after college, but it was That's pretty wolfy. Okay. Still counts. Still lived, counts. We, still lived in, counts. we still lived in Casa Bella, which was the place that I lived in with Glauber and Rich and all the people that you which guys know. Which is Italian know. for Pretty House. Yes. Great. Pretty House. Rich is Italian for Pretty House? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this one summer, I had my first job out of college was a very schedule challenge job. I was a news feed operator at ABC News. I controlled a bunch of like news feeds. It was crazy. If I was working Good Morning America, I had to go into work at three in the morning. If I was working World News Tonight, I had to go in at noon. So my schedule was insane. The room that I had was crossover from college world to real world. So Rich had created this like trap door and we lived in a basement that was separated trap by door? there was a trap door because there was a staircase 
uh-huh. but it didn't have like a door to it. So Rich and I lived right. in this massive basement that we like created like a fort level separation barrier cool, between cool. our okay. two rooms. Cool. And so Rich created this trap door and he was gone, I think permanently at that point and someone else had moved into his room. But Globber had these like party boy best friends from home who were staying with us for the summer. Can you just name, give them a name, a group name really quick for us? Um... Well, they have, I know their real names. Ethan. Well, no, I mean, no, like, a as, like, a group. Name. Like, a game oh. name. the party boys instead a of the party boys. Um, oh, I, I feel like, like there was a name for them. The party boys is pretty good. I feel like you... The party boys. Okay. It's Like, the Hardy boys. But, yeah, the Hardy like, boys, like, with a D. But, like, the Hardy boys. Yeah. That's it. The, the party boys. boys. Yeah. Featuring, but, like, the Hardy boys. Yeah. And they all went to, I think they all went to, like, Binghamton or some, I don't know. Binghamton? Binghamton. It's, like, a New York state school. So, anyway, they're all... I love that character in Inside Out. If we weren't sad enough already. <laughs> and so, anyway, they were having this crazy party one weekend, and I... In this basement? No, in my apartment. Okay, okay. The, par- the, the basement was my room. It was a two-story apartment. Got it was it. kind of like a nerdy frat house, except it wasn't a frat house. It was just So you had a Harry men. Potter spot in this apartment. Yes. And so I... Was the I, Hufflepuff common house. Yes. I was a less partying-type dude at that level, and uh, as evidenced by the phrase partying dude, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and so I came home, and with no warning, they were like scattered over our apartment in the tens of ten. There was like just men sleeping all over our apartment, and it was like, I was like, who the hell are these people? And so I was like coming home and needed to get into like my, um, into my, um, oh, I came back. I'm, uh, I finished my shift at like 11 in the morning and I take the train down from uh, Lincoln Center and get home. It's a hour try. It was always exhausting. And so I always looked forward to be like, oh God, I'm just going to crash. It was almost like I would be like sprinting to the finish line of passing out. And I come home, there's all these people everywhere. And three of them are sleeping on the trap door, which was not sturdy enough to support three people. And I just kind of wolfed out on them and just started like, kicking their legs not like in a very violent way but in like a gently like get up get out of here what are you and i was just like probably a little more if i saw them today i'd be like guys you can't sleep on this thing it might collapse right but at that time that was chris breaking out of like yeah i need to be authority yeah that was me trying to enact justice uh and you know, I think it was a skewed sense of justice, and I regret it. But at the same time, all that happened was they kind of just, like, moved to another part of the floor. Where they weren't going to fall to their deaths. Right. You saved them. You know what? I did save them. You did. Brava. <laughs> what about you guys? Oh my do you have one? Do you, do, you have? do you want me to go first? You go first. Um, I'll say, and this is very, this is between us study buddies. Yeah. Um, and so, the rest of the internet. And anyone oh, who finds I this. I don't think the rest of the internet listens to the podcast. <laughs> I see the numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are the numbers? Uh, great. Great. Uh, very round. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> very, quite, quite fair. Um, I, uh, so yeah, I entered, so to give you an idea, when I went to my orient, freshman orientation at UCSB, um, they were like, you know, here's how you sign up for classes, you know, through, um, through email and stuff like that. And then, uh, they're like, so here's also the class catalog. Cause back then it wasn't all electronic. You had a little, you had actual, like a book full of all the classes the school offered. Mm-hmm. And then I raised my hand and I asked the question, how many classes am I allowed to take? And they said, well, you max out at 21 units. 
you can't really take more than that. But also, don't take more than that. Like, don't even take that. Don't take that. And then I said, okay, great. And I took 21 units. Um, and I fought to take 22, and I didn't. Uh, I could because I couldn't. They didn't allow me. And so I took 20. No, actually, that's maybe not true because I did honors. So I was so I was that kid where I was like, I'm going to wake up 7 a.m. to go to my Hindi class. Then mm. I've got a 9 a.m. Portuguese class for an hour. Then after that, I'm taking pre-bio classes back-to-back. So I'm taking a chem class, and I think I was taking a sort of like general pre-bio class. Yeah. Then I was taking a film class, intro to film. Then I was taking black studies, and then I, was th- I think I was taking one other thing where I was just like some lit class that was pass, no pass, because they wouldn't allow me to take it for a grade. So that was me standard. Like, that's how I entered college. I wolfed out by just drinking a lot and playing Smash Brothers. By like quarter two, I was just like, nah, homework's optional, buddy. <laughs> and that's that's how I wolfed out. Like that was my wolfing out in college, honestly. Just was drinking and playing Smash Brothers? Drinking amongst other things. Uh, and and I just very, I, uh, Eating. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, let's, yeah, I ate a lot. <laughs> uh, super Kukas, Freebirds, yeah, all day, Rosaritas. every day. But shout out. Nonstop. In case you're trying to spell it in your head and you're like, N O N, right? You're wrong. No. It's N A A N, like oh. non bread. It's so good. And just to, Those just guys to, still remember yes, this. Yes, we went back for an improv reunion and I went in and he was like, You haven't been here in a while. I was like, No, I haven't, sir. And or I called him uncle because we're Indian, and um, and then I was like, no, uncle, I've I've been uh, I've been away, I've, I've lost the interest. And he's like, all right, well, the usual. And he remembered my order. That's how it often was legit. We went there. It was like one of those places. where It was like six dollars, and you get like a, so much food. We gotta go. Chicken masala, cheers, rice, but not naan. a bar, just Indian food. Oh, like that's <laughs> that's like my dream. And boba, yeah. and boba. Uh, but anyway, that's, that was part. Yes, yes. And uh, and he didn't and it's not the new Blu-ray releases. He doesn't have lines. <laughs> oh great! Um, well, he had a few. He had a few, but Ain't not no good to me. Uh, not the Jedi ones where he's like hitting on ladies. And like by the way, later I'm gonna hunt Han Solo, and you're like, get out of here, please. You were cool because you didn't say anything. This is clearly a 2005 <laughs> reshoot. Um, but that was my that was my wolfing out was going from the guy who wanted to take 21 uh, units to being like maybe I can coast on nine. <laughs> And then I later kind of awed out where I was just like, I have to leave. But leave being like, leave slacking so much. Yeah. How about you? Okay, I have one. Oh, <laughs> I feel like you want us to like drop a beat. <laughs> Guys, I'll never. It's no. like a Mary <laughs> Blind track right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget this. Boys. I was raised on violent video games and cowboys and Indians drop us. So for those who might have not seen the movies uh, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory, Jill and Chocolate Factory, this is a blatant hat <laughs> reference to the character Mike TV that was earlier referenced. One day, in the podcast. one day I went, I'll, I'll never forget it. You know, I tried this door. podcast on honesty and integrity. Uh, <laughs> I turned into a tiny person, Omar. I will never, I have to live with that for the rest of <laughs> Today, truly, today is the day that the podcast died. This is... <laughs> I like to remind everyone that She's Mike right. TV is not a real person, and I still feel that punishment was deserved. Who's, who's Mike TV? This is my personal experience. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What's your last name? TV. <laughs> yeah, Damn that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> Wait, his name was TV, and he liked TV? 
It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. He had it coming. Yeah. This is so Chicago. Like, he yeah. had it coming. That was his parents' fault. That's the only part I know. Was Faruka like, so she All comes from the lineage the, of salt? So she's like an heiress to the salt and nut fortune. But not just the salt fortune, the salt and nut. So is her mother, her, is her maiden no, name nut? No, her, I don't know, no. It's the nut part is from like the business that her father owns where he owns like the nut industry. Where's the salt come from? Salted nuts. I don't know. Oh, that's fair. All right, yeah. you know, I accept it, I accept it. Uh, do you have a real one you want to share? <laughs> that was like, literally all I could think of because it was so dramatizing that I just turned into a tiny you, person. Okay. I'm well, still a tiny person to this day. You were uh, <laughs> you were a huge square when you entered college. Yeah. You but were can like you such remember a study anything? nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we met, like, in the first week of college. Yeah, but I don't know if I really... I know I've wolfed out in my, like, adult life because I, I really, like, repress my anger, Honestly, but I can't... Honestly, for you, coming from your fam... Well, not your family, uh, but you... I feel like for you, it would be drinking. I, that sounded like, like a problem. When I... But it was like, you you didn't drink at all when I met you. Like, but even oh, in college. No, but, like, that's what, that's what I'm saying, like, in college. Did you not wolf out until after college? Yeah. And it was wine. Wine was your wolfing out? I drink some wine because my mom really likes wine. The thing is, like, with college specifically, I think I wolfed out as an adult probably many times because I, like, repressed my anger and then I've eventually, like, learned to, like, tell people oh, when I'm angry. Yeah. But I I don't remember specific stories that are interesting, but, like, my, my mom tried to be really cool and she's always like, yeah, you guys can drink and do drugs and whatever. She's trying to be really cool and it works where, like, your parents, like, are not squares well she is a secret square but she was trying to be cool and then like then you don't rebel in college because you're like oh my mom was like always fine with this i don't give a shit about this that makes sense i had a lot of christy do you experience this at nyu which um, uh so i my parents are british and so your drinking age is when you can reach for the beer on the bar like in general i'm like it wasn't a thing where it's like go get drunk or whatever like you know they're very they're still very snobby british people uh, but it wasn't a huge deal. Like if you know, I wanted to have like a be if I wanted to have a wine cooler at a party, it was not the end of the world. Like my parents were not strict on that. Mine were okay. They've chilled out of late, and my mom. Are you still not allowed to drink at home? If I have a beer out, my dad raises an eyebrow. Does your is your dad not a drinker? Oh, he's he's like leave it to Beaver, squeaky clean. Got Aww. it. Okay, <laughs> got it. My mom will have a. A mojito here and there. Choice, if, you, if you're choice. gonna have one, have a mojito. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Job, That's Chris's the catchphrase of mojitos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's down. Uh, but, but yeah, no, Fred is a. Uh, she's DJ the only thing down he ever, to mojitos. Yeah, the only thing he ever drinks is sometimes over the holidays he'll have a little frangelico liqueur with some milk. My dad, my dad does not <laughs> drink <What>? too. <laughs> my, what? That's like the oval team for adults. It's amazing. <laughs> My my dad doesn't drink too because it puts him to sleep. That makes sense. I, well, I'll say we, we, we yeah. both, me and I both had the pleasure of meeting Fred. For my he family. did, yeah. Um, and he was he was yeah. It, I, he was I didn't so get the drunk. He, he was, uh, <laughs> uh, That's just how he is. Because we, we were a few um, uh, oval team. We <laughs> were a few Hogwarts butterbeers in. Oh yes, 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 uh, yes. At that of point, and, uh, yeah, I never got the impression of that, so it's very interesting. Oh, you yeah, know, he's a very positive fun-loving man. He's just not a, um... Partaker. Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay, but, but, but and I guess my question is... But growing experience? up, it was definitely not, like, a 
Sure, go party, kids. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys? So it was a don't. Guys, did you guys know anyone? You don't have to name names. In college, anyone who was held back from something? Actually, you know, I will. I don't have to name names, but I have an example. Someone who's held back from something so much that when they got to college, when they got to this a bigger world or this sense of independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everyone. I did the freshman summer start program where you start in the summer before you and go everyone to college. just making out with and everybody. Everyone, no, it's just more like the drinking vomit crowd. Like everyone was like got so. It. Like they weren't allowed to drink, and it's this was, and they they went to the summer yeah. like one because they could escape earlier, and so like everyone's really drunk. That's why I just didn't have that because my mom was like trying to be cool about it, so it wasn't really a rebellion to do it. Well, for me, I never felt the need to escape home. Like I didn't want to. We've mentioned this before, but I didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. I had I liked being home, and I felt pretty smart. And then later, I found out that I wasn't. And then I learned about Socrates, and I was like, I guess I'm not. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, maybe did you I know, know that? that? Maybe like, I don't know that. Did you know that really fucked up thing that happened to my friend? Well, it depends what they it went is. to Socrates at school. They were, they were raised on video games. Jesus. <laughs> and Cowboy is an Indian drama. You, you know there are other characters. Like you know that there's like one other character you could have been like he was raised on chocolate. That's for later. That's totally for whatever the next question is. You could have said he was the son of a tooth mm-hmm. paste. Cap screwer on her. That, that's could I have said that? Also, you could have been like, he got stuck in a pipe. <laughs> could anyone have said that? I sort of did. Um, I, <laughs> Almost. But in terms of, so, so for my example, yeah. um, I would say that I, when I got to college, I feel like I didn't really binge on anything except for spending time with my friends because it was so easy and I was very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being on the beach. I loved being on the beach. I loved being on the beach. But um, in general. You were a son of the beach. I was a son of a beach. Uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and that's a, that's a little a show. Willow reference, too. Because uh, she says it a lot in How I Met Your Mother. That's one of her recurring memes. Well, I wouldn't oh, call that a Willow reference. I'd call that an Allison Hannigan reference. An Allison Hannigan reference. Um, uh, but, but what, for example, one of my roommates did not have television. And this was a thing that he mentioned to me when I called him up when I found out who my roommates were. And he said, I don't own TV, just so you know, but I watched old Superman cartoons. And I was like, hey, by the way, this is, we're going to be friends because Like I Max love, Fleischer cartoons? Oh, he was, he was raised on Fleischer. Oh. Love the Fleisch. Yeah. And the Fleischer so, Brothers. Fleisch forever. Fleisch five ever. Yes. Fleisch five, five ever. ever. If you, if you want to know about the Fleischer Brothers and their drama, Anim Fantastic. Anim Fantastic. YouTube. Look it up. Um, but he was like, I was raised on the Fleischer, Superman, you know, cartoons. That's what I watched. That's the only TV that he got to watch where he grew up. And I was like, well, first of all, I love those old cartoons so much. So we're going to be friends. And we still are. He's a wonderful man. And he plays mandolin. Uh, but wonderful man when he mandolin. got to college and there was a program on our campus called C++ where you could get material from other, it was a P2P network. He found out that he could watch every TV show that's pretty oh, much ever existed. Oh, that's C plus plus. Like, cause I was like, Kazaa. He yeah. found out about um, House. Oh, he watched all of it in a in the span of a week, and then asked me, uh, "What else?" The Doctor Show. Yes, and Jeez. he was like, "I like this a lot." Dr. What do you recommend? House MD. I recommended to him. I recommended to him uh, uh, Harry Potter. He watched all the movies that were available at the time in a day. Wow. Uh, and so he binged so hard on TV that it that was him wolfing out. Damn. He didn't leave. He would go to class, and then he would run. He was very healthy. And then would come back and watch TV, which was kind of unhealthy at the level he was watching it, and would watch it until about 2 a.m. This is a kid that used to go to sleep at 9 p.m. He would watch it till about 2 a.m., and then would 
finish an episode of House, close his laptop, jump into the bed, not say a word to us, and he was asleep. What? He would wake up at the crack of dawn, go to his laptop, open it, would continue House, and would just sit there and stare at it because he'd never gotten yeah. that stimuli. It's yeah, an addiction. I've been, I've been there, Brian, until I was turned into a tiny person and rid myself. <laughs> okay, that's on brand. That was a pretty good move. I mean, it's like, I mean, addiction to something like people get addicted to all kinds of things. I mean, I once knew this kid in college who, um, she really liked chewing gum. <laughs> yes! I got Chris! I got Chris. She just, she and just... then there was one. <laughs> Isn't it so fun, though? It's so cool. You still, there's more characters, guys. There's more characters you can remember. I don't think we've done her chewing, yet. We haven't done chewing gum yet. She liked it That's so much. Such... <laughs> it's a filthy habit. And then she turned into a Giant blueberry woman. Oh, we did do it. We. <laughs> I forgot that was the she same was character. She was the impetus of the Willy Wonka tangent. Are we not talking about Oz? Oh yeah, yeah, we forgot about the show. No, no, no. But I want to ask you guys: Do you know anyone who who um, has a werewolf? Experience? Mm-hmm. Um, who kind of yeah. went to college and then was a specific—I wouldn't say vice—but a specific habit or behavior that they dove into and it, it consumed them my, for a few years. My mm-hmm. brother Augustus. Literally dove into his vice. Alright, that was a good one. I had a roommate who <laughs> Yeah. I had a roommate who had not only binged all the TV in the world, but then got a girlfriend who hadn't seen any of it, and then then proceeded to just re-binge all of it with her, and all they did was lay around all day watching Tio, it. really quickly. Actually, no. Game on. Um, Car. Game on. So they watched, they weren't used to TV. Then they dated someone that wasn't used to TV and they watched all TV again. That's what I did. Well, they both loved TV in their own individual lives and then they realized they hadn't quite crossed all of their TV streams and so they decided to just hop on the raft and go cruising. What was like their main, what was like the first (laughs) show that they were like, we'll watch it together? Buffy and Angel. Oh, good. Okay, you know what? They're friends. Friends, 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 friends. Uh, do you know anyone that like that you noticed changed their behavior once they got to college? Once they well, how would I know though? Because I didn't know them before college. I feel like I probably didn't wolf out till like after college or at least like partway through. So it's hard to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about really quickly. And I know the hand is getting very close to the bell. Sudden departures. Is that in our a lives. thing? Yeah. It's we forced it because we don't know what else saying to use. The hand is getting very close to the bell. You could put that fruit in the fridge. That's another. That saying was a thing that Omar forged said. Forged into being. You can put that fruit in the you fridge. You can put that fruit in the fridge, courtesy of Simon Nathan. Um, <laughs> recording what Omar said. Awesome. Have you guys experienced someone abruptly leaving your life in this way? Um, whether it's been very personal in a relationship or whether it's just been a friend that's decided that they're because I, I had we had a friend growing up uh yeah i had one yeah 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 do you want to talk about it i don't think i should is it that much maybe let's all just say yes and then not elaborate okay i had sure. a yeah i not many but there have been some friends that then just one day we're gone we're one day they're like you lose. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna quit. Although I feel like we've gotten pretty that close. It. To, that was it. We've done all of the. We've characters. done most. Yeah, so. I would say. Um, That's all. I, I'll say. I'll say it's very interesting. Um, from uh, uh, a, when I was younger, I thought that that was a be all end all. That if someone abruptly left your life, 
in that way. They're like, I just can't do it. Or for some reason, I have to leave or something. Or even when you're a kid, right? Even when you're in middle school and you go to camp or well, something. Well, probably especially as a kid because you don't have, like, a good sense of time. Well, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. you don't know. Um, uh, someone leaves and you're like, that's it. And it's a huge deal. It's really interesting because, like, you know, I had someone who was part of our really, like, our core nerd friend group who just decided one day he didn't really like us or didn't oh, need to be around sad. us. Oh, weird. And honestly... Was he trying to be, I, like, cool? No, I, th- I don't blame him. We're jerks. <laughs> no, but and I mean, that's regardless. I just wanted, was wondering if it was one of those things where they were like, he was like, oh, they're nerdy, just because you specified that it was Oh, no, no, no. Nerd. We've I, Anyone that's in the nerd group that used to go to WonderCon has not left that mentality. <laughs> But it was the thing where he was going through some stuff and we were not the most supportive in that way. We were kind of mm-hmm. that friend group that is really mean to each other. Oh That's my. why we show love, but also, like, you know, he needs someone that... Some teasers. We were some teasers. We were some teasers. And that's by... Some cold might opens. Say, some tasers. Uh, we were some cold opens. And uh, we were some cold, cold opens. opens. <laughs> uh, and so he, at one point, was just like, I'm not going to continue this tradition we have. I'm not really going to communicate with you guys. And I thought that that was... It hurt us a lot because we didn't understand it. Years later, he got back in touch and was just like, I need to take a break. And we didn't understand that. And it was very interesting that, like, when you're at this age that Oz and Willow are at, it's that's the end of the world. Yeah, they're freshmen in college. That's young. That's the end of the timeline, yeah. right? But, like, I guess... It's a very, like, imprinting type of time. Yeah, it is. It is. That's a really good way to put it. It's mm-hmm. very imprinting. Is it a good way to put it? I feel like there's a noun that I could have used. Well, um, I'm Imprintable? Like- uh, no, I feel like you're getting farther from it. Colder? Well. Yeah. You know what I also realized, too, about Oz in this episode? Continue. He's not really close with the gang. I would even he's argue... Really there because of Willow. Willow. And, I agree. And because he's involved and he understands the stakes. And he's, so, like, supportive of Willow, too, so yeah. he's, like, there. Yeah. But in terms of his individual connection to the... Bobby's not going to shed any tears. Yeah. Xander's not going to shed any tears. No, Xander and Oz were, they suffered each other. Yeah, I and, agree. And then obviously the the, the mischief in the, uh, in the old abandoned factory with Spike. But I think that also, yeah, I think even Cordy was probably actually more connected to Buffy and Xander, obviously. And even maybe, well, not Willow, because obviously Oz loves Willow. But, like, in terms of on a friend level, maybe even Giles, it was like she just kind of was more open with them, whereas Oz was always shut off. I would say anyone who ever excludes Buffy from, or excludes Cordy from the Scoobies is uh, uh, scorning her. Yep. I feel like she's being scorned uh, because she, I think she's a huge. A woman's score. <laughs> I think she's, I think, yeah, I agree. I agree. I would definitely include Cordy more in that well but, but just like people just love Oz because he's just cool and he's chill. a cool side chick yeah <laughs> that's not out that should be phrased he was really cool like he's just like a cool dude yeah so we just want to like him but he also he's has cool. to find and we don't need to dive too much into the comics and extended universe stuff but I feel like Oz needs to find his own thing too and I feel yeah. like yeah. we all that's got a fair. feeling that Oz didn't belong in the Scoobies not in terms of like he disagreed with him or whatever I feel like Oz had to he has more. He has stuff going on that he is not flourishing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not his story. He's like a sidekick in this story, but he it's just because we like him. Like, and as an cool adult, character. Um, I just want to say, like, it, that's something that takes you a while to recognize, mm-hmm. for you to realize, and it's really important for you to go like, this isn't exactly in the same way that like my buddy who was part of our friend group was just like, I need to go 
explore and expand and, and be part of this bigger thing. Um, and he was right. At the time, we thought he was so wrong and we were so mad at him. But he was right to do that because he knew what was best for him. And it's something that I think takes a lot of people a lot of time. And that, so props to Oz for knowing that. But also, he cheated on Will. <laughs> well, know? sometimes you don't know. Like, sometimes you're bedridden yeah. for she your entire life. This is a and then a chocolate bar goes along. It's a complete stretch. Is it grandpa's specifically grandpa? Right? Because you said bedridden, so specifically grandpa. It's grandpa Joe. Yeah. She cheated on him as well. You know what? That's fair. She didn't have sex, though. True. True, but he had... He had sex. He had, like... Where it's kind of a it? it's kind of like a metaphor for like blackout drunkenness, I guess. Sunnydale it's sad group. though because it was like a deeper connection though because even was a pure in the animalistic... one side the werewolf thing is like oh but he wasn't himself but on the other side he was the most himself. So with SSG we like to get a little deeper mm-hmm. uh, than than dum, maybe dum. I don't know cereal. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> Take uh, a hike, Invisibilia. <laughs> I see you, my favorite murder. Co-starring Stephen Ray Morris as the frequently referenced engineer. So in this segment that we need to call S Town, S Town. By the way, I feel like S Town owes Sunnydale a little bit of royalties there because the real S Town was Sunnydale. Yeah. And yeah, I guess that S Town is a reference to a real town. Can you guys hear how the funny gesture Omar is doing? Oh, I'm <laughs> pointing in the air, but at an angle. It's an angled, yeah. Um, it's really hard to describe. Angled air point. I'm gonna ask you guys, and this is, and you know, then we'll let the bell ring. But I'm gonna ask you guys. <laughs> close to the bell. In terms of let the bell ring. <laughs> I that's, think like so. a, that's like a Gimli phrase. <laughs> that's like, that's the like a blood ring. makes the grass grow. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Lord of the Flies? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We referenced Lord of the Flies earlier, didn't I? No. Oh, I meant to with a lost reference. It's fine. Um, but uh, but the... Yeah, I did. With the sucks to, sucks to be you, boy, was a reference for me in my head. Sucks for your asthma. Anyway. Um, definitely was not a reference. It wasn't a direct. Though. It was yeah, tertiary. No, it was but I want to see you guys... In terms of Willow versus Oz cheating, where do you personally fall on that? Because I know some people are, it's strictly physical. I know some people are, it's strictly emotional. What do you guys think in terms of cheating in a relationship? Um, my views on fidelity are that people should be honest with each other. But I do believe that we're going to see kind of like a burgeoning era in human history of that not being as awful do of you a mean thing. In terms of like polyamory and but stuff. But that's because yeah. people sure. are honest with each other, though. Right. I so think that consent and honesty is, this, is like a key yeah. part of that. Whereas if that was, it's still the same because like if people didn't say that, it would still be considered cheating. But. Right, because it's like secretive. Because it's, it's like the betrayal. Of yeah, something. the betrayal of trust. The idea of intimacy should be result, reserved for an individual, uh, and that breaking that is hurtful. And I think that in terms of the Oz versus Willow, with Willow and Xander, it was like they were cheating for an extended period of time, and it was and it, it was emotional how they were cheating. It was like exactly. like they were making out in the library. They were making out in her room. They, it wasn't like they just made out that one time that they thought they were going to die in the old mill. No. But it was like they had been undergoing a, yes, it was just like kind of like, you know, footsie and hands 
in making out, but it was going on for a while. And neither of them brought that, that up with their SOs, with their significant no. others. No. no. It was a definite both, With their security situation. officers. Yeah. And that, yeah. yeah they, they didn't bring it up with their security officers. And then when... <laughs> their CSOs. And then, and the way it was discovered was they were about to be killed. And Oz, like, with his werewolf senses, smelled Willow, tracked yeah. her down, and then comes in. And then, lo and behold, that's what's going on. Whereas with Oz... I think that if they allowed themselves to talk it through a little bit more, because Oz is like, I remember what it feels like. And she's like, this does not compare anything to like what happened with Xander. Right. And it's like, well, I think it does. I, um, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I know, I feel like it was more sexual yeah. with Oz, but I'm of the stance that it is something that's like, there's something deeper. The only difference is that Willow and Xander grew up together. Yeah, they have, and I actually cared about each the, other. I think that's yeah. part of the hurt is that this Veruca girl came out of fucking like nowhere. nowhere. Out of and, the cuts. And yeah. so that out is, of the cuts. It's like, oh, you just like kind of fell into that as opposed to like at least we as the audience have seen Xander and Willow. But that's not what I was gonna say. Yeah. What I was gonna say is that yeah. I think that like he didn't tell. He didn't tell Buffy, mm-hmm. he didn't tell Giles. He wasn't like there's this werewolf and I know who it is. He was like, Hey, let's lock each other in a cage together. It was very like yeah, it was sketch. He knew what was going down. It was sketch. But, and it, that's what's made it seem like is at a deeper level, too. Yeah. But I feel like the thing is that with Oz, you they do talk it out, and they're fine. And with Willow and Oz, they're, like, not fine in the end. And mm-hmm. so, like, the end result obviously is going to play a part in it. And also the fact that, like, you feel Willow's hurt. You don't really feel Oz's hurt in the same way like it's about hurting another person and yeah. just at least in the lens that you see the show in like will you feel like we were just talking about you feel willow's like pain yeah. because oz leaves and we the audience stay with willow would you guys say yeah. then yeah. and then we That's stay with the aftermath like if right. the show was about oz like we maybe would feel, feel differently, differently because we could see how Oz reacts, but like as it goes, like Oz is a little growly, like a dog, but he's mm. like pretty chill still. Would you yeah. guys say that Oz leaving is a bigger act of cheating or betrayal? I'll betrayal. Say betrayal is a bigger feeling of betrayal than his physical intimacy with Veruca. I think it's interlinked, though. I don't think you can connect mm. it because it's like it seems like so premeditated when he does it too with Veruca, even though. It's sure, like, oh, that's it's, true. And it's all tied into this like underlying thing he has with his like wolf self where he's like not he's like repressing it, he's not talking, but it's like really present and he's aware of it. Yeah, I think it's like his darkness surfaces in yeah. such a quick and instant way. It's fast. Where it's like he just splits. Right. He doesn't say goodbye to Giles. Like and Willow is like so like please. Like, don't leave. I think that's the She's thing. like, we're not going to talk this through. You're just packing and going right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, like, messed up. That's we're the We're not even going to get... Yeah, it's like, you fell out of love with me so quickly. And it's like, oh, but it's not that I don't love you. I have, to, I have to take care of this, and I can't be around you anymore. And I get that to a degree, but at the same time... Well, it makes yeah. sense, but the pacing is, like, hard because... The pacing is what makes it feel yeah. like he doesn't care. It's to quote, it's your interest and respect is what we do this for. You know, and I feel like that's... You just could, unironically... Quote Ed Sheeran like without I'll singing. I'll unironically quote Ed Sheeran at least once more in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it's like Ed Sheeran once said. Then we start to dance and I'm like a bum 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 bum. I'd like right? to quote one of my favorite musical artists. Is it Ed Sheeran? Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there's our bell. <laughs> 
Tunes are almost out of time. <laughs> but before we go, we have an extracurricular activity. Oh yeah. And uh, and just so you guys know, stay stay tuned after the after our wrap up. For I know that we didn't, uh, we might not be calling assignment homework assignments. But we have a very special interview that we'll be introducing at the end of this podcast. So please keep an ear out for that. But right now, an extra character tune two. We're gonna mean we're gonna make something. Oh, Becca Scott would be so mad at me right now. Why? Because she always wants me to enunciate. I always get an extracurricular activity and then I mess it up afterwards. We and I see Becca Scott. On. I see Becca Scott on a on a biweekly basis because oh, she's right after mine. At the what's clubhouse. that? Oh, how great! So uh, the extracurricular activity that we're going to be doing this week, something we're making up right now on the spot. It could be a jingle. It could be a sketch. We don't know. We're going to discuss it amongst ourselves and we're going to figure it out. So guys, what are we doing this week? Maybe it's the last song that Dingo's Ate My Baby ever wrote together great the unfinished Mm -hmm. the unfinished so this is so guys this is a scratch track please please judge it accordingly you don't have a guitar I mean you do but it's late right yeah I guess but it's like such a that kind of band I don't I I think that's a little more involved than we tend to get with these yeah we usually I'm just trying to really get to the into the character yeah we can we can can sing as I can sing as Devin Great. We can all switch. I can definitely do a little bit of it. We'll 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 uh, we'll pass the Devin hat around. All right. Um, what's, uh, the, what's the name of the song? The okay. So the name of the song is going to be called "Empty Bottle of Full." Empty bottle of full. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Uh, so I'll quickly introduce. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey guys, it's me, uh, the guy that introduces bands at the Bronze. You probably all forgot about me, and you probably did cut me out of episodes so uh this is dingo apparently dingo is going to go in a different direction after this so uh real quick uh they want to close out with this song it's unfinished but it's called uh, empty bottle of full uh take it out guys <clears throat> hey this one's to our old guitarist oz he's just split town so we just have a bass and drums tonight Oh man, no your bottle's empty in the dark but why you clanking loud for me? All I see is emptiness. Empty bottle of fool. Empty bottle of fool, oh yeah. Empty bottle of fool in the darkness. Empty bottle of fool, why did you go without even saying goodbye? Hello. Oh my, you're gleaming in the moon Now you got that furry face, but now you're running away You cannot face your problems if you do not say hello to the day Empty bottle of food Empty bottle of food in the darkness Falling in the dark nostalgia. Brad, stop. <laughs> and that is our discussion of episode six, season four, Wild at Heart. Thank you so much for joining us. 
for this session. It has been an absolute blast, and we're so glad to be yeah, back. We're, we're so back. glad to be chatting. We're so glad to be back in Buffy, too. We took a I break. Know. We hopped it feels an angel. Good. It's nothing feels better than being in Sunnydale, I gotta yeah, say. It feels good. Thank you so much to our very special guest, Maricela. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you did great, kid. I'm trying to trying to make sure you don't make any more references. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Willy Wonka. Nope. <laughs> nope. Shut it down. <laughs> Where can they find you and all your amazing stuff? You do it, you do it. <laughs> you can find her at Mia Rosella, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, Mia Rosella is a grown up, or Mia is a grown up? Mia Rosella is a grown up. Mia is a grown up. .com. That's at the website. Augustus Gloop 27. Nope. Uh, and also, if you check out the Nickelodeon Doodles, I believe, on Fridays. On the, uh, face, no, on Facebook.com slash Nick Writing. It's not the main Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. And uh, it's on Nick Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. So all of what you said was wrong. But you can just go to my Instagram. I reposted there. And what's your Instagram? It's... <laughs> no, just don't go for it. It's the... No, no. It's diegetic at this point. I have another Instagram for you. This is my name. It's just my name. It's just her name. What do you like... get when you guzzle down booze? Me, I'm making jokes about Willy Ewanka. Who's? So again, it's Instagram.com slash you are wrong. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Permonti. You can find me as Amontioc on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me playing my wizardy Amontioc self on Hyper RPG, on HyperQuest at noon on Wednesdays, and on The Gauntlet on Thursdays at 6. I play with Robot Teammate, the musical improv group. We are finishing up Turbulence, so if you are in the area and you hear this tomorrow, then please come to Wednesday and Thursday. Trip. Thanks, guys. Oh, it's a blast. It's a blast. <sighs> blast. <sighs> Yeah, that one's almost done. Uh, then we stream on the Geek and Sundry channel on Fridays, Gather Your Party, and uh, yeah, you can find me with Sunnydale Side Group. Great. I'm Omar. You can also find me at Omar Najam. You can also find my team performing, uh, my team swimming lessons performing at the clubhouse on the odd Fridays at 8 o'clock downstairs. We also have one last show, but maybe more. One at... last show. <laughs> one last at UCB Sunset, that'll be happening in July. So I'll tweet about that. So follow me at Omar Najam if you want to hear more info about that. And you can find anything and everything Sunnydale City Group related at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast, as well as Sunnydale City Group on Facebook and Sunnydale City Group on Instagram. We are quite active. Also, make sure you go follow our friends Buffering the Vampire Slayer, who are an amazing Buffy podcast. They're in season two right now. They write a song for every single episode. You can get their albums on uh, anywhere there's music, Spotify, Apple Music, all of it. Go listen. They are so good. Um, listening to them is great. Also, Hellmouthy, our friends Hellmouthy, who have cruised through Buffy and Angel. They do two episodes per session. Yes. They are actually in their ending season six Buffy, season three Angel right so now. jump ahead, dude. But yeah, listen so if you're ahead, them. go check out Hellmouthy. And if you are just starting, you can listen to us. And you can also hang out in season two with Buffering the Vampires. There. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We will hopefully talk to you next week. There's a chance we might not because you will both be on the East Coast mm-hmm. in different states. Yeah. We'll both be in the East Coast. So if for any reason we miss it, we'll figure out something to post up or put up instead. But until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books, and we will see you in Sunnydale very soon. Goodbye.
Um, hi, I'm Laura Wiley. I'm from Wiley Original Musicals. I'm the producer and creator of Buffy Kills Edward. Woohoo! Hey guys, this is Chris and Omar. We just saw Buffy Kills Edward at the Fringe. Yep, yep, yep. How did you come up with this idea? I was promoting another show at a Comic-Con, and somebody had Buffy Kills Edward on a t-shirt. So I was like, oh my god, what a great idea for a show. So I scoured the internet, and nobody had done it. And I was like, what? So I started writing it then and there, um, putting together the pieces of who I wanted to die, who I wanted to live. This is nuts. Uh, how long did it take to write it and write all the music and everything? Um, month for the script, month for the music. Um, I just had to like put all the pieces together, which took time. Once I actually knew who I wanted my actors to be, so I wrote the parts for them. So if you notice that they all sounded amazing, it's because I was writing for their voices. That's amazing. Any chance that uh, you'll do a sequel that gives Spike a little bit more of the front row seat? Because your Spike was am everybody was amazing, but your Spike was super fantastic. Um, I've thought about it. Um, I have other shows in mind where I might feature some Buffy characters, cool. but I don't know if it would necessarily be a sequel to this show because I killed like everyone, <laughs> so there's no one left unless I brought back Faith and just made it a Faith and Angel show. But Whoa, um, please. <laughs> please, I know I was actually surprised. Somebody said like, "Where's Harmony?" I'm like, nobody cares where Faith is <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Thought she was pretty popular. Yeah, that's that's so great. Yeah, you have like a a, a Joss level body count <laughs> in the musical. Uh, it, where can find, people find more information if they want to come check it out and see things? Um, check out our Facebook page at Buffy Kills Edward. I'm going to be posting updates. Um, I will actually be posting this on YouTube within a couple of months. So it will be up, and then we'll be actually at WhedonCon uh, next year. Perfect. Awesome. We love it. Awesome. We love it. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.